Hello, welcome to the Salted Anchor Podcast. I'm your host, Cami Smith. Welcome into my private thoughts, into my home, out where I am sitting on my back porch, enjoying an Anorandak chair, and sipping on a soda pop. Growing up, we would always call it Coke. Anything that was bubbly and brown was a Coke. It could be Pepsi, it could be Coke. And I'm happy to drink either one. Right now, my drink of choice is Dr. Pepper Zero. So if you hear a pause, I might be just taking a sip as I get through what I want to talk about today. I want to warn you that what I'm about to talk about may trigger some people. I want to warn you that what I talk about today may be of some adult content and just maybe listen with yourself first before you add your children to today's message. Today I want to talk to you about value. I know, why would I not want children involved in value? But I'll get to that in just a moment. I want to place value back on to people. Can we please stop putting ourselves in these little tiny check mark boxes to to depictate who we are? Can we stop putting a value on an identity that may or may not be for us for always? And what I mean by that is growing up, my value, I felt, was based solely on my virginity. I knew growing up that I was going to get married and I would be a virgin and that was that. So I truly thought my value was upon my purity and my virginity. That's a really bad place to be. Because when your value is only on something until it's lost, then you truly are like a car depreciating in value driving off the car lot never to have value like it once did. And if I'm being truly honest, I never got the opportunity to be a virgin. As a young baby, I was actually sexually molested by a group of nursery workers. The speculation is the abuse lasted from the time I started in as a six-week-old infant until I was a well-spoken, well-articulate three-and-a-half-year-old. I was so well-articulated in what went on, I was able to tell reporters and detectives all kinds of things that went on behind those closed doors. And if you're curious, yes. Yes, I do remember some of the abuse. And it's not fun to remember either. I never got the help that I needed to separate from that abuse, to separate my identity and to separate my value. 
I remember when I graduated high school, I was a virgin. I started dating around after high school and I met a boy and he asked me a simple question, would you ever lose your virginity? And as the words came out of my mouth, I knew I had just embarked on something tangible. I said, maybe if I found somebody that loved me, I just might. Well, it it was pretty quick that he started saying how much he loved me. Because again, my value was upon my purity. That was my value. That was my prized possession. The thing that I could control, that I could give away to somebody. But in reality, it had already been taken away from me. So I had this diluted sense of value. Part of me thought I was pure and another part of me thought I was dirty. Because of what goes on behind closed doors, we don't talk about it. We just lock it away and throw away the key and pretend like it never happened. Pretend like it was the case closed detective on to the next victim. That, in a nutshell, is how I spent a lot of my life. So when I started dating in college and the boys would go a little further than I wanted to, no never meant no and my value was always depreciating. And I didn't even realize how lost I truly was because no longer did my value matter. I was used goods. Nobody would even listen to me if I made a claim. I said no, but nobody would hear me because of what went on behind closed doors with somebody else. I was recently watching an episode that the fam and I like to watch and I had to have them turn it off. They were talking about using ecstasy as a date rape drug and how a woman was found dead and I couldn't even finish to tell you how the rest of this episode because as soon as I heard date rape and ecstasy, I got triggered. I got triggered so bad, I said, can you just skip on to the next one? My husband kindly obliged. So the next day, I said, can I, can I talk to you about what happened? Why I had you skip that? I said, I know you're really busy right now, but I need to say it. I said I was brutally raped while on ecstasy when I was about 19. There were two men in their room, two friends, so I thought. And there's a few things that I remember. I remember a camera taking pictures of everything. And I can remember things in like picture form. I can remember one asking the next morning after the hours of this happening, 
I thought you said she wasn't a virgin because the whole room looked like a crime scene. And I was so humiliated and I was still a little high from the night before that I just wanted to run out of that room and run somewhere safe. Because behind those closed doors with those two quote-unquote friends, I really didn't get a say in what went on. And who would believe me? I willingly took the drug. I was in the room with these two people. How could they not call it rape? How could they convict somebody and put them away for something that behind closed doors looked like I wanted it? I can remember one of the guys actually saying, I wish I could, but I've watched pornography all day long, so I can't. As I was going in and out of passing out. I don't remember a lot of that night. I just remember the humiliation of the next day. And it even gets worse. A friend and I had actually gone to the place that they worked at. And they had pictures developed. And I almost had to relive that all over again. And I can remember being in that closed room and not being able to say anything because I was so drugged because my value was already stripped away. Who would believe me? And that group of friends, they all really stuck together. There was another girl in the circle of friends that I knew that had an accusation of another friend in that group. And all of the fellas stuck together and they really shamed this other young lady. And I couldn't go through that. I couldn't have my life exposed because I had only my value attached to something that was never even mine. Something that was lost so long ago. Something I didn't even know how to control. Something I wish I could have had a say in. I wish I could tell you that was the only time that a friend took advantage of me. But it wasn't. Looking back, it happened several different times where no never meant no. And I would lay there broken, enduring another person stripping away from me my value, my voice, and now a little bit of my dignity. Because who would believe 
me. Who would believe somebody that was into drugs and drinking and being very promiscuous? Who would believe somebody that put themselves out on display, who wore short skirts and low-cut shirts, but they didn't know what was spoken into me so many years of my life that she's the sexy one, so I dress like it. She's the sexy one, so I dressed like it. They didn't know that all the value that I put in me was on something that was never even meant for me. Nobody took the time to ask if I was truly okay. They just saw saw a smile and thought I was fine. That smile masked the pain that I truly felt. The loss and the loneliness deep down in my soul. It's ironic that I learned I was raped repeatedly through watching a show like SUV. Wishing I had an Olivia Vincent on my side to tell me that my dignity and my voice mattered. Ironically, I'm actually Facebook friends with one of the guys that brutally raped me. He might not have done anything. He may have. I will really never know. But he was there taking pictures. Had him developed. And told me we'll make sure that nobody ever sees them. Not even sure if I believe that. After all, what was done behind closed doors, I wouldn't have believed would have happened either to me. You see, it's hard. When you put something on someone that can be taken away, when you put value only on a piece of someone that can be stripped away, because even if I was a virgin when I married, as soon as I'm with my husband, if that's the only thing that I have to offer him, who am I? Can we please put value on people because of them being God's creation? Can we please put value on people because they are beautiful? They are made in the image of Christ, not because of just a gift that they have not because they can sing or dance, not because of their virginity, not because they're a great sports player, but can we put the value back into people because they're people? Because what happens when that football player falls and breaks his arm and loses his scholarship? If he doesn't know his value, doesn't rely only on the 50 yard line and the end zone. 
What happens to the Olympic swimmer that's training day and night, night and day, waking up, sacrificing their sleep, and something happens to them and they get in a car accident and they can't compete for another four years? Would we put the value on things that can be taken away so quickly, but we stop putting value on a person and their life and who they are? My husband is a state and a patient man. And sometimes I wonder, how did I get so lucky, so blessed to have someone put up with me? We've been married almost 17 years, and I'm still dealing with childhood trauma. I'm still dealing with young adult trauma because I was once told that every woman has a heart full of secrets that it's okay what goes on behind closed doors isn't for everybody to hear but how can you be intimate with your spouse and have so many secrets it doesn't work that way Y'all, we got to teach our young children whose they are and the value that they are because they exist right now. That is their value that they're here. Their value is that they're a part of our family. Their value is just them and them alone. That they're going to bring great value to their spouse one day. And they're going to complete each other and they're going to continue this legacy and they are going to uproot some horrible family generational curses because that's what they were created to do. Because their value isn't just on one thing. I look around social media sometimes and I get bored or annoyed even, if you will, at these people that are giving life advice on one aspect of life. Love your body. Love your body. Because they're putting so much value on an outward appearance when it's the inner man that needs the cleansing. It's the inner man that needs to be loved. It's when you love yourself from within you can heal. It's cleaning out those skeletons in the closet and talking about them. It's telling my truth, no matter whose feelings it hurts, because I'm tired of putting my value on lockdown because I'm afraid of my truth hurting someone else's feelings. But guess what? They didn't care that it hurt mine. They're walking around. They're living their life. 
and I pray that they would never allow what they did to me to happen to their children. And I pray that they would look at sex in a different light now that they're older and more mature and not young, dumb, and stupid. And I pray that they treat their wife with love and honor and dignity. I was able to ask one young man through Facebook Messenger why did you do that to me? Why did you not take no for an answer? Why did you turn your back on me so quickly because my value was so distorted that even after one of the guys raised me I still wanted to date him talk about messed up He said, at first you were a challenge and then you were easy, but I realized it was me that took advantage of you and I'm sorry. And I thought I was a challenge, but then I was easy. And I'm thinking, dude, you raped me. I told you no so many times and no didn't mean a thing. And he said, well, I realize that now and I'm sorry. And it felt good to know he did hear me say no. He did hear me say no. He just didn't listen. But it was a little too late. And as I was talking to my husband about what happened to me, I was so angry at the way the system works, but more than anything, I was angry with myself for not going forward and not letting my voice be heard, for not finding justice. But then I sat there and I was like, who do you call for this kind of help? Because my value was so distorted, I didn't want anything bad to happen to these, quote, friends of mine. So I just carried it. A weight that devalued me for years. All because 
I put so much emphasis on something that was never even mine. So can we please put value back into people? Because when somebody has been abused, they really don't know how not to be abused. They don't know how to ask for help. They don't know that what they've been through is abuse. They don't know what Stockholm Syndrome is. Ironically, I learned this from watching a TV show and realized I, wow, that, yeah, I guess I did have that. They abused me and I still wanted to be with them. That's really messed up. They abused me and I'm still Facebook friends with them. That's really messed up. Because I never found my value. I lost it long, long ago. So as I've raised my children, I've been very diligent on making sure that they're they know who they are, that they know whose they are. We speak into each other's names. I know that sounds crazy, but Zoe means life and Zachary means humble and Zeta means faithful and Zion means chosen. And today I had the sentence that just hit me and it was, I'm thankful today that I've been chosen to bring forth life and to remain humble and faithful. Through all of this, but God gave me these four amazing gifts to see through the ashes, the beauty that came forth from my broken womb. I still brought forth four, four lives, four lives that will forever change the universe, four lives that will forever cultivate and create more life, four lives that are going to go forth and change the generations because we are breaking the chains off of the family lineage. No longer is their value based on a gift that is temporary, but their value is on them because Christ gave them to me and he is the one that gave him them to us. And he is the reason that we live and breathe And he is where we get our value. He is the oxygen that we breathe. He is still constant when I want to run away and lock those doors and hide. He is still yet the one that gives each and every one of us value. I know this is a different segment than what I'm used to providing, but I thought it was so important to be vulnerable and to be completely transparent because I'm tired of living this facade, this partial person of who I am when there's so much more inside of me 
and I realized it's because I'm finally realizing my value and it's not dictated on my past. My value is because I am Cammy. My value is on me. My value is because of the man I'm married to has been patient with me, loving me, showing me that my value isn't just based on one part of our marriage, but based on every aspect of it. My value doesn't depict how well I clean the floors or iron his clothes. value is on the partnership the legacy that we leave my value is not just depicted on one thing that's here today and gone tomorrow But my value my value is important my voice is important And so is yours. Be bold enough to tell your truth. Be bold enough to speak it out. Be bold enough to tell a friend. Be bold enough. Because your voice has been quiet for too long. You've locked up secrets for far too long. Because what went on behind closed doors, once it's exposed, no longer is it a skeleton in the closet. No longer are you dirty. No longer are you, can it make you feel insecure? Because it's behind you. It's been exposed. And that is the greatest feeling is freedom. Thank you for joining me today. I thank you for hearing my heart today. Value your voice. Value your friends. Value your children. So what is it you value today? And how can your value How can your perspective and value change? My perspective changed with my four little ones. And with a husband that has loved me even when I was unlovable. Thank you for tuning in today. I wish you all the best. Until next time.